following announcement has been paid for by the resistance. You want me to say something? Fine. I'll say something. You. You people. You're not a race. You are a virus. You destroy the world. Everything beautiful you poison. You drag us from our homes. You rape our daughters, murder our sons. You crack our spines and do all you can to break our will. You stab us. Then you put the knife in our hand and tell us it's our fault. And if you don't do it yourself, you stand by, close your eyes, and pretend there's nothing wrong. And then you pray to your God to silence our screams so that you can enjoy the happiness that we built for you with our blood. But it's not your fault. It's the only way you know how to be. And the only thing that will change anything is if another virus comes along and does to you what you do to us. And I hope that happens very soon. Viva la resistance! It is I, the quality questionnaire, June Dreyfus, and the honorable gentlewoman to my right. What's up, guys? This is Janae Matilda. How's everybody doing tonight? Oh, man. Oh, man. You know, I like <laughs> I try to build up the intro, and when I <laughs> cast it on you, I want you to take it and knock it out the park. But you I know don't know what you. I don't. Do I don't know how to be so dramatic. Do you know You're very you, dramatic. Do you know what you do? You what do I do? Bunt. You just bunt. That's right. I bunt. <laughs> I get. I be my my true self. Just a because bunt. that bunt sometimes gets you a home run. Yeah, because sometimes hope when you bunt, when you bunting, you guys come. They have to come all the way to where you're at to come get. It. <laughs> and if they fumble with the ball, I mean you keep running. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. You okay. like that? No. I mean that's my best analogy. You told me I bunted instead of hitting it out the park. I'm telling you that there's sometimes there's a there's a good. You go button score a touchdown. That's right. Huh? Not touchdown, babe. <laughs> well, you fumbled. I don't know how fumbling got in That's there. That's if you fumble with the ball. Yeah, there's no fumbling with the ball. If you're base. dropping it. And That's an error. I, can't, I don't get it up off the ground. That's an error. Whatever. All right, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm done That's with this. That's a good idea. I'm done with this, and I'm done with you. How have you been? Oh, she gave me the finger. <laughs> how have you been, man? I'm good. Had a full weekend. Really? How about you? What did you do this weekend? Some bachelorette party stuff. Oh yeah, that's right. You said you had your uh, your friends and your friends gonna tie the knot and jump the broom and break the glass and <laughs> do, a little, do a little hokey pokey. They turn us off around. Yeah. How was that, man? How was that? It was good. She had a good time, and that's all that counts. Really? Mm-hmm. 
Because I heard there was some drama. There's always some frustration so when you're trying to get happened? people together. Break it down. I'm not. I don't oh, think that I should go into this. You're not going to go. The only thing I am going to say oh, is go. that when you're trying to plan something for a friend and you have to get with their friends to plan a certain event or to go someplace uh-huh. or something like that, there's there's friction because first of all you don't know this person right that's the first thing right second thing is is that especially if you don't operate the way they do like i'm not a last minute person like i'm not about to throw something together for her for tomorrow today okay. <laughs> like you, you're gonna prep for your friend. right gonna... i'm i'm going to plan for it right so even if like you know we were supposed to go to one particular place. Right. We didn't get enough people to say that they wanted to go, and it was a little pricey. So with those who wanted to participate in in, in the um, event, right. what I did was I did change the location about three, I guess three or four days before the um, event. But I let everybody know, so and you- it was there was a, a concrete reason because if I had had it at the original place, me and one other person would have had to bear the expense of it. So, hold on. Let me make sure I get this right. Right. So, basically, you're planning an event, mm-hmm. okay, and within this event, you have to have a set amount of people or something? or Right, like, for the original place we wanted to go. Okay. Because it's $60 per person. Oh, shit, y'all balling out. Look at y'all. <laughs> right, it okay. was $60 per person for this particular event. No. And then after that, we were going to go to a club. So but, we're talking about already like a three hundred dollar night. Because okay. this wasn't even including drinks. Oh, Sixty dollars wow. no was drinks? a show and dinner. That was it. You have to also purchase drinks. Oh wow! And what's a bachelorette party without drinks? <laughs> uh, not a party. Right. right. It's a gathering. It's a gathering. <laughs> right. So. Therefore, if we, the way we priced it, we made it like about three or four dollars more, so that each person will also be able to help pay for the bride. Okay. You know. True. Give so since throw a little extra right, on top. so since we didn't get the those set set people, <laughs> it was like okay, once again, because even for the bridal party for the shower, it was the brunt of it was put on me and this one other person. The third person was, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. So oh, this, I'm sorry. This is, this is the, so this is the, this is the friend. This is the friend of a friend. Right. This is the friend of the bride. Oh, she's not in the clique. She's, she's a substitute. She's. No, I mean, she's the bride's friend, but she's not me and the other person's actual, you know, so y'all got a home click. girl. Oh, so y'all got a click and she's from external click right she's from the other click that they have i guess i guess i guess that's all i got but anywho i just think that you did know y'all duke it out? i just want to know did no the fight we did break not boo son because we boo. are adults what that mean and first of all i'm too damn old to be trying to box with somebody number one <laughs> Number two, (laughs) there's no situation that should call for me to come out of being a a lady. So I'm not about to even get into all that. So I'm like, I I just want it to be nice for the, for my girlfriend. And I think that's what we accomplished. She had a ball. So that's all that counts, you know? 
I had a um, my weekend was enlightening, illuminous, and everything that deals with lights. I mean, it was it was everything else that deals with lights. <laughs> it was so because like first off, yeah, you know I'm saying all right. So I didn't want to go to work on Friday, so I did it. That's right. I didn't go to work on Friday because I wanted to do me. Some days you just really just want to do me. You know what I'm saying? You just want to do you. So I did me on Friday, right? Are you going to be working some overtime to make up that money or just not going to just not gonna have it at all? I'm still debating about that. <laughs> True. <laughs> but anyway, you did you on Friday. <laughs> I got I got downwind of a um of an event. Uh, uh Shout outs to LaShonda Renee, because she's mm-hmm. the one that invited me to, you know, to, you were there. I was at said event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> she invited, you know, us to an event. And um, it was cool. It was really cool. I got to meet a lot of people. Uh, I believe Mad Dog Manny. Uh, right. I think it's Ra. Ra. Right. And uh, Angel Scott. Right. Those are, all right. So, <laughs> yeah, so I'm meeting these people, man, and they're like, they're living their best life, son. They are. I was really amazed by Angel's story. I mean, it yeah. was really awesome. I oh, can't we, wait for you to have her on the show. Of course. Of you course. got it. You got Angel's it. coming on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Ra's coming on the show. I'm trying to get Manny on the show. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to get all of them on That's the show. That's what's up. But um, it was crazy because, you know, um, they're in the hip hop community, right. you know. They're big in the hip hop community. Apparently, they had an event where CeeLo Green was there, Macy Gray was there, right. uh, a whole bunch of other up and coming uh, artists were there. Um, it's 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 real cool. I think there's uh, there's it was a Caucasian rapper. I like to say that Caucasian rapper. Uh, his name was Asher. Ash. Ashy. Asher. It's Asher. 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 All right. Anyway, <laughs> cool guy, man. Cool guy. Funny enough, turns out he's a, you know, uh, veteran. You know what I mean? And um, he's his conversation, his rap is basically derived off of uh, talking about PTSD. Mm. And I mean, Interesting. right? Especially in the rap community. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. uh, and the way he broke it down was explaining uh, basically, like you know, you get stuff that be happening in the hood or stuff that be happening in your hometown like it, it will cause you to have post-traumatic stress whether you're you know gun violence rape mm-hmm. robbery anything you know what i'm right. saying and how he broke that down i thought that was pretty profound those those guys they're they're doing their thing there and and when i while i was off of work and going to this event and all this stuff right I realize that's this is you know what I'm saying this is what I want to do you know what I'm saying I want to be around these type of positive influential people I want to interview these type of people I, I right. really want to you know get in their heads and be like yo explain because there's a lot of stuff that that we don't know because we have a terrible communication right. issue just us as a people us being in Atlanta right. us being in the United States out of all this technology stuff we still don't have that effective communication that we should. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, big shout out to them. Um, also, I, oh man, uh, Nikki Watson, of course, from uh, Future Success. 
she came with some huge news. I can't, I don't think I'm supposed to tell anybody, but she came with some huge news. But don't man. say nothing until you know if you're supposed to say something. All right, all right, she came with, <laughs> but I, I, I can say this, Nikki Watson will be also a co-host. Yeah. Right, what's up? So I'm not booting you off yet, but you're on watch, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> you're on watch I'm nigga. on watch what's yeah. that they say when you get a job you're on a <laughs> you're on, you're probation uh, you're I'm on probation probationary period exactly <laughs> but uh, no I think it's gonna be wonderful you know what I'm saying with a lot of big things to come in the future for the ongoing resistance a lot of big interviews is gonna be coming up a lot of positive influential people from all different walks of life I am I mean I'm really this this weekend really motivated me even when I went to work today you know I had a, a co-worker that was like yo I don't see you here I don't I you should be doing this stuff like you should I see you because you know they seen a little bit of my stuff from up aloud loudly back in the day and they're like I see you doing that and I'm like yeah you know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> like that is me so I mean I, I'm just really excited this this weekend really motivated me so hopefully it's gonna be you know the right drive to get the ongoing resistance up and out of here you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. we're gonna score a touchdown home run field goal whatever you would like to say. <laughs> no arrows or fumbles son no arrows or fumbles all right <laughs> so today we have a great show we always have a great show mm -hmm. we have a great show we're going to talk about Julian Hassan. Yes, we are. We're going to talk about... Um, Wendy Williams. Apparently. We're going to talk about <laughs> Wendy Williams. We're going to talk about Ilhan Omar. Yes. Uh, and talk a little bit about Oprah. Oprah's on. I think we should. <laughs> I think we definitely probably should touch on that. Touch a little bit on Oprah. And uh, Notre Dame is burning to the ground. Get your photos, get everything you can, all the Notre Dame memorabilia now, because it's about to go up in prices. I'm telling <laughs> you that right now. Kind of like if you have a Twin Tower statue. You know what I'm saying? You got to keep that. Can't sell that. That's true. Are you yawning on air? Sorry. You are. My throat terrible. is itchy, so it's making me cough and everything. And uh, it's just. Who's your name, Matilda? Sorry. Viva la resistance. What's the number? Good Lord. My my brain don't work like that no more. 404 <laughs> 594-3210. Ah, I got the last four. <laughs> Viva la resistance. <laughs> Julian Assange, the founder of WikiLeaks, has been arrested in London. Ecuador withdrew his asylum because it says of repeated violations, including accusations that Assange leaked personal information about Ecuador's president. Assange is wanted in the US after WikiLeaks released 470,000 classified military documents concerning American diplomacy in 2010. Viva la resistance. We are back, and let's talk. So let's talk about this. All right, go ahead. What you got? Oh, you're such a yeah. Cause I know 
You're not on top of it like June Dreyfus. Go ahead and talk about a June Dreyfus. All right, so <laughs> now a lot of people have been uh, they have mixed feelings about Julian Hassan's. Like they uh, they it's either he's an asshole or he's one of the greatest journalists ever. Mm. It's one another. I mean, what I was reading outside of what you played, what I read what about him last week, uh, is that he could be a real jerk. <laughs> I mean, but I guess when you have, when you're holding all the cards, I guess you can be a real jerk. <laughs> Steve Jobs was a jerk. There's people still buy Apple phones. It's just, <laughs> just is what it is. It doesn't, what he, his personality and what he can do clearly in throughout history doesn't mean anything. Well, I guess when you, I guess I didn't understand why he was a jerk to the people, to the um, people who were giving him asylum. Right. Okay. Why he was staying, um, that wasn't that was in Brazil. Where was he staying? Ecuador. Ecuador, the right? Ecuador Embassy in London. Right. When he was staying at the Ecuador Embassy in London. He was just really causing a lot of havoc and stuff, skateboarding and just ruining the people's walls and stuff. On like the, on on the same on the same token, it's not this person, the Ecuadorian president, uh, Lenin Moreno, mm-hmm. just got in office. Mm. So guess what supporter he is? A Trump supporter. Mm. The other guy, uh, I believe, is Raphael. I forgot. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't But the other president was fine with it because they understand that personalities and what he actually delivered, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. But mind you, uh, President Moreno still put out uh, you know, a message saying that please be mindful of the humanitarian act and, 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 and right. be, like don't kill him and right. don't torture him. Who gives a crap? You know what I'm saying? You already let him go, so... But didn't I hear that if they were to kill him or whatever... Um, they got a dead the, man His switch? information... Right. His information... This information that he has that's so detrimental to not just America, but... Yeah. Bad countries around the right. world. Also, in all we'll actuality, funny enough, as they say that uh, he was being rowdy, Ecuador... The Ecuador embassy allowed, I believe, the United Kingdom and the United States to spy on Julian Hassan. Mm-hmm. That's why he went over to Spain and got the all the information because I believe it was some type of negotiation of, hit, of, of them showing... <laughs> I'm sorry. They came up with all the information showing the footage of all he, all his visitors that he had in the Ecuadorian embassy, all the things that he was doing in the Ecuadorian embassy, and he got that on file. Of course, Julian Hassan is not stupid. That's why he is who he is. Right. You know what I'm saying? That, that's and and the credibility he has. Let's for a journalist. Period. No one to date has uncovered as much stuff as Julian Assange has. Mm. So he is the no, he's the journalist, period, right. of all time. So the fact that, like, if you found out that Dan Rather was a dick, 
it's still damn rapping. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. everybody knows that. Well, like I said, I mean, it's you. You can be a, a jerk when you're holding all the cards. I mean, who's gonna you say can. anything? Look at President Trump. You exactly. Can be a jerk when you're holding you all, holding the, all the cards. I, I I I really feel that journalists, even me, even me, I don't I don't consider myself a, a real journalist, true to the core. Been through all the, you know, what I'm saying, all the educational programs, or or even cut my teeth on it very hard. Mm-hmm. But for me. I know that if they get Julian Hassange, if the if the United States get Julian Hassange, that is a it is a punch in the face for anybody with freedom of the press or anybody who claims to be true. because they're the world is now telling you don't say shit. That's that's what the world is saying. The world is saying, hey, I don't give a shit about what you know. And now mind you. And I think that's now I'm gonna deviate just a little bit, but I think that's the movie I was telling you about today, The Oath. I think that's what they were getting at was the fact that what movie? it's this movie on Hulu. That's what it's on Hulu. The Oath has got Tiffany, um, what's her name, At- Addish or whatever, and this um, white guy who's also a comedian. I can't remember his name, but it basically is a story about. Um, America pushing Americans to sign an oath to for their loyalty to their president and to their country. And basically, something's supposed to... They say nothing's supposed to transpire if you decide not to sign it. But people have like a year to decide if they're going to sign it. So it's like, <laughs> you have to basically... They're basically like, oh, you don't have to sign it. But they're really take, taking people down for not signing it. You get what I'm saying? So it's like the same thing. It's anyone's free, everyone's freedoms are being perpetuated as not being important anymore. <laughs> you know, it's it's you know, it's just getting out of control. I think we have a, a, a reign of dictators now mm-hmm. uh, as leaders mm-hmm. more than ever. Uh, we're talking about. And I only think that's because of the way information is now. No. I think that's what it is. I think because people can pick up their phones and Google stuff and all the... You know what I mean? I can't can't agree because... Twitter and... There's no way I can agree with that because there were dictators in the past. And they didn't have Google. No, what I'm saying is that I think that it's getting ugly. It's getting back to back in the day when it was extreme and that's only because they I think they feel like they have to put some type of reins on people because of the information people are able to acquire now but before like you know the 80s 90s 70s you know it was another another situation going on of course you know but I think people were more apt to try to um what's what I'm looking for I the, the, the powers that be, I guess, weren't as as concerned with the information people got because it took forever for people to prove that this information was really something to deal with. Now, it's sent out. Now, and you got it now. <laughs> you okay. get what I'm saying? You get the information now. Okay. I I get it a little bit. I, I, I guess my thing is there's because of all the 
past dictators throughout history and this is the same playbook they use it's like I'm, I'm confused because they didn't have that means back then like I don't think Hitler you know Hitler didn't have that fast he had communication clearly that was powerful but he didn't have it like right now I think that today there is so many string of dictators that are from uh, the Saudi Arabia from North Korea from Israel I mean I, I, I guess China who has a a lifetime president these people are really trying to put the clamps down on what is said about them because what you don't want is a revolution you don't want that and that that's that but what they're doing and by having that corruption it's just they're this world is putting in place the perfect scenario for another world war. Mm. And with the information, people like Julian Assange, unfortunately, even though he is doing the right thing and that there's no way anybody could say he's not doing the right thing by him doing the right thing and whistleblowing and calling out the, you know, the, the war crimes that even us as the United States have, uh, it's just the ignition it's the it's it's the it's the match for this great world war that that is to come there's no well i think what he, he's probably just gonna spill things that everyone already speculated to be true i don't and, i think and then it's gonna actually be I really think, true well <laughs> i think uh what's the, there's a big difference between speculating something that actually yeah like if you knew your if you knew your dad was gay or you speculated your dad was gay it's totally different when finding proof that your dad's gay you're in like it's it's on that level because your mind will be fucking blown mm-hmm. like even though and people do that every day like they they get told something they get told something and it's like nah whatever uh whatever until it actually happens to it's like oh shit this is it's really happening we really got to deal with it so i i'm for julie hassan doing her doing his thing i'm really for that because we need to know the american people need to know it it it, it is it is up to us as the people because that's what makes the country the people and if the people don't know then we're, we're, I mean, who are we letting us, who are we allowing us to make deals for us when it comes to foreign affairs, when it comes to not getting into a war type situation, like when it comes to our health care, when it comes to our, you know, the environment, who are we allowing deal for us and saying, oh, that's okay. Yeah, I'm cool with, you know, getting experimented on or yeah, I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? With uh, dealing with uh, uh, uh a dictator that oppresses and kills his people. I'm cool with that. I, I think it's a it's a big thing. It's so important for people to know about Julian Hassan and WikiLeaks and what they're doing. It's so important because instead of making lighthearted jokes about it, it's like you understand what this means. Like this means that there is no more fuck Trumps. There is none of that. 
Like, this is on some level of, oh, you might get taken away for saying something ridiculous right. about anybody. Right. You know what I mean? Like, because after freedom of the press, guess what's next? Freedom of speech. Just, and and it's not like they haven't been attacking that right now either. I was about to say, that's already something that's going on. So, But that's the, that's the problem. I mean, if you look at it... I'm not saying that it's not a problem. I'm just saying... What I'm saying is that I feel like it's crazy that it takes this white guy (laughs) to have all this information, and then he's going to be the cause of a revolution. When we've had so many instances and crazy things happen that should have been... That should have pushed us to the point of, hey... The, we, this, the buck stops here. This is it. This is We're not doing this anymore. And really causing ourselves to be heard on the steps of whether it be, you know, your city hall or the White House or whatever those, the, or whatever the judicial system, wherever those steps are, we should have been doing that. But of course, it always takes, it always takes somebody white. I mean. I mean, I don't think we, <laughs> unfortunately, I don't think, uh, I don't think that if we're talking about black people, right, the stuff that has happened Mm -hmm. to us has been exposed, Mm -hmm. has been addressed, and people have died for it. And because of that, it's uh, it's not up to a white person to say that, oh, this is a big revolution. This is getting them also involved. But, I mean, for us, there is no... We should be still doing this. Like it's just the fact that we don't. Right. So so it's like I I wouldn't blame I wouldn't point him out. And out of all the things, I wouldn't point him out as oh because he's white and this is happening. It's like no, he involved more people than just us. Mm-hmm. And that's probably what it needed. It, 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 I think that's what Martin Luther King was was ideal was about to involve the world to allow the world to see what's happening as opposed to just us. Because clearly, just us. Oh, it's not enough. I, I get that, and I understand that. But I, it, I guess, like, even back in the day when there was um, marches and they, when they were trying to make changes in civil rights, you had your... Gays. No. Let's go further White back liberals. than that. I'm oh, sorry. White liberals. Um, even in slavery, you had, you know, the, white uh, people who... Abolitionists. Abolitionists, ab- yeah, that uh, came and helped. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I guess that's what I'm saying. I'm like, come on. Everybody is seeing this stuff go down. Everybody is. I mean, that's the truth. It, unfortunately, we're in this era where nobody... Nobody wants to catch no, a bullet. Right. That and nobody cares that much, well, if that makes sense. You get what I'm saying? No, I don't think anyone cares to that capacity anymore. Everyone's but, going about their daily life like. But look at look. That at, seems to be their problem, look not at ours. What's happening though? Like, as even even to, to bring you up, right? Even when you say, you know, you first hear about Julian Hassan, the first thing you think about is this nigga skateboarding through the hallways and shit like that. It's like, yeah, that. That's the type of shit that we like. We 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 dwell on. Like Martin Luther King, he had a, 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 a he was sleeping around on Claretta, or you know what I mean. Just mm-hmm. we we'll do anything, or we'll say anything to tear 
something down as opposed to build it up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just easier to spew venom than it is to be like, yo, I see what this person's going. I see what they're getting at. I see exactly what they're trying to do. Forget them as a person. Look at them as a movement, as 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 I, a philosophy. I, bottom line, I don't think that he's going to spill anything. You don't think he's going to spill anything? Yeah, do I don't think that he's going to let anything come out. I think some somebody's going to do something, say something, pay something. It's going to be something. You think that, oh, you, you, you think Julian Sands is going to get paid off for? Really? I don't, I, I don't, wow. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if he's going to get paid off. I don't okay. know if that's going to be it. Okay. I just feel like it's going to be something. You get what I'm saying? It's going to be something that stops whatever he has, whatever information he has to come out. It's going to be something that stops it. Really? I don't know what, but it's going to be something. That's, uh, I'll be, I'll be surprised if we get some real I mean, oh, ill information. I mean, it was ill information to know that we have war crimes. Like, we are fucking war criminals. Like, that's ill to, to see the damning information of us shooting uh, a journalist out in, you know, uh, where was it? Iraq, Iran, or whatever. In the Middle East, we're shooting civilians and hearing us say, you know, light them up. Like, that's that's pretty damning. But I mean, I was watching uh, a movie, well, briefly, Last night, I actually paused it because I was like, wait, I actually should probably be up awake for this for this movie where soldiers came home from um, Iraq and like this one guy was just like, oh, you know, when I go back, I just feel like we just need to drop a 10, 10 ton bomb and just wipe out the whole country. And it's like, dude, not everybody in that country <laughs> was um harmful you know like come on like and of course again these are white people just saying the most craziest things because they just have they just have no respect for anybody else's life but but their own you need to start getting the name of these movies i can give you the name of that one i have it in my phone but i gave you the name of the first one it's called the O. yeah you need to start watching the complete entirety anyway uh Please call in 404-594-3210. Viva la resistance. What do you think about Julian Hassange? Here is uh, former Ecuadorian President Correa talking about what's been going on today. I think Moreno deserves the title of the greatest traitor of history. He could compete with Judas. The state of Ecuador, in accordance with international law and guided by its own national pride, was simply obliged to protect the person to whom it granted asylum. And instead, they simply gave him up and allowed the British police to enter our embassy. Just imagine for a moment if it was the Ecuadorian police entering the US embassy. It was a decision by Moreno. He wants revenge for having been accused of corruption because WikiLeaks released documents proving it, not to mention other evidence like correspondence, bills, etc., all now online. So Moreno is taking revenge on Assange. 
I think the consequences will be even harder, because although I don't want to look ahead, the possibility that the UK will not extradite Julian Assange to the United States is very unlikely. Resistors. We are back. We are and back. It's time for me to talk about. Wow! Trans- wow! Wow! Oh! Wow! You See, when I take the initiative, first off, it's a problem. When I don't take the initiative, you want to try to put me on the spot. What kind of crap is that? I'm trying to tell you. I introduce you, and I relinquish the power. You don't just take the power. I relinquish the power. Now let me say this properly. Am. Am. Now it's time for me to relinquish the power unto Janae Matilda for some trending topics and women's stuff. Janae Matilda. Incredible. Anyway, like I was about to talk about. So let's talk about what's trending right now is everyone is talking about um Wendy Williams and Boo Wendy Williams. Let's just get on, it going. Anyway, and on April the twelfth, she or around there, she um, filed for divorce from her um, longtime husband of over twenty years, Kevin Hunter. So today on her show, she actually, um, you know, she commented but didn't comment too heavy on what was going on on the fact that she was she's um you know going through this situation and there was so many speculations um for the past few months i mean from him having uh, another family on the side to him being abusive to wendy um so many different things you know were coming out about said couple and you know even she ended up coming back on the air late Later than normal after their, you know, their Christmas holiday hiatus, she came back, I think, um, I think it was like a month and a half or so later. Um, And also her announcement that she made, I believe that was last month, that she had been living in a sober house for the past few months. Um, So, you know, Wendy Williams has been, you know, going through a lot. And I know people like to say, you know, yes, well, she do. talks about everyone else's business. But you know what? That's her job. Her job is to spill the tea on other people's situations. I mean, even on the show today, she made a comment about, you know, her business being everyone else's business. You know, she said, I'm going to I'm going to make it uh, um, a theme on our show that our their business is our business because she realizes that she lives that type of life or anyway she's she's a you know i want to know who's the mistress a famous person that's what i want to know who's the mistress i don't know but that's who that's who we need to talk about the mistress mistress is not that important the situation is what's important oh man i thought wendy Williams should be all up in that she should address it like it was her addressing a situation Get all up. Oh, I heard the mistress name was such and such. <laughs> she need to just start dropping it. I mean, you're right. If 
her business is our business and our business is their business and everybody's business <laughs> got some business. I want to know who was giving the mistress the business. Well, clearly it was Kevin. Kevin was giving the mistress the business. Clearly. <laughs> So I want to know who. But you know, Did she I think look it's, better than But her? isn't it always easier to talk about other people's situations than our own? I mean, that's what she does, right? This is her job. Yeah, that's her job. So, so I, but what I'm saying is that just on in on general GP, okay. we always find it easier to talk about our neighbor or our family member's situation. So she need a co-host. Then we talk about our our own stuff. So what we need to do is listen to the Breakfast Club and listen to Charlemagne. Talk about their business, right? Right. That's how we need to do it. That's, we need to figure out how. And Charlamagne has been, um, you know, making comments and speaking out. And you know, even people are like, some people are like, they would love to see them, Charlamagne and Wendy, them um, reconnect again. I don't know, man. You know, I think, I think on a business tip. Oh. Reconnect on a. You are just really just not allowing me to say my whole. This is where I just comment. Yeah. I don't know if you know how this segment works. I know you just comment, but so. you got to allow me to finish my sentence. Well, go ahead and say what you got to say. I was trying to say, people are saying it'd be cool for Charlamagne and Wendy Williams to reconnect on a business tip. Like, let him interview her. And this whole situation that went down would be pretty hot. I think it would be pretty hot. I think it would be good radio. For real. I think it would be <laughs> You know, she's 50. Yeah. Man. I mean, I think that's still doable. I mean, I don't see why not. Clearly. I understand. But. <laughs> I mean, she's she's still, you know, she's, she's still, still walking around. Still, <laughs> still getting moist in she's the not, evening. She's not six feet under. I mean, you got old, old people who's still getting it in. So, I mean, I don't that understand. Viagra. Yeah, well. Well, that's cool. I still want to know who the mistress is. I mean, we need to find that out. Mm. Maybe we can get her on the interview. So, I was knowing. Because that had to have been some kind of ridiculous stuff. Like, you know that the person that you're doing, the, the wife of this person, likes to talk a lot of shit. <laughs> well, how did it come out? I have no idea. I'm not a Wendy Williams, uh, you know, follower, groupie, or anything like that. I, I mean, after uh, I've seen her, you know, her her profession. Do, oh, they do know Hold who on, it wait. Is. I thought order. I, I thought after I seen, uh, you know, Wendy Williams' profession kick in order. You know what I'm saying? Just run wild on a couple people unknowingly. I was like, ah. Eh. Not really the person I'm, I, I'm. I'm interested in, you know, following. Well, they did actually exp- um, put the girl. Yeah, on what's blast. her name? Her name is Sharina Hudson. There you go, Sharina, doing your thing. Does she look better than Wendy Williams? Let's let's keep it real. I mean, I guess this is a bad photo, but I guess if she pulled, you know, got dressed up, she looked fine. All right, well. I think she's attractive. That's what's up. That's what's up. So what else you got? What else is news up in this club? Um, I guess we said we were going to talk about the whole Oprah yeah, there's scandal this. situation. There's this. So that situation, basically, um, there were rumors saying that HBO was going to pull um, Leaving Neverland documentary because... The two men that were on on that show that liars that claimed 
to be sexually molested by Michael Jackson were lying about said events. Right, and the timing of said events. They said they, right. were, getting, they said they were getting poked in the butt up in the train station, but the train station wasn't around when they were quote unquote getting poked in right. the butt. So uh, it's a big rumor going about the saying that you know Oprah has distanced herself from it and this, that, and the third. But if you actually go on Oprah's website, you can still find uh, "Leaving Neverland" or some or "Surviving." It's one of them. You can still find it. And also, if you go on the HBO site, it's still there as well. Right. So, I mean, that's just a rumor. We need to ban that broad, though. Boo Oprah, another one. Boo her, too. Well, I think, I I just read an article. She was saying how she, you know, endured the hate for this particular documentary because um, she, she mentioned the girls' school that she has in Africa, how a lot of the girls are, don't get... Um, the justice that they, that they deserve because of their um, the people who have molested them, and I'm like, what the heck does that got to right? do with Michael? And Jackson? once again, like I said last week, when it came to the Me Too movement, it's like you can't just throw out that you've been molested. Oprah needs some dick, and people just go with it, like, or you've been raped, or all these things, like stuff like this is not funny because people actually go through this stuff. And to just come out and say, oh, because you need some coins, you know, Michael Jackson molested me and all this other stuff. When you, I think at one time, one of those guys said it was a lie. Like, and now all of a sudden it's true again. I mean, dude, bye. I, I believe the Federal Bureau of Investigations was all in Michael Jackson's business. And they yeah. didn't come up with anything but, but Oprah. I Oprah mean, managed and to pull out the same went, sources, cracking, getting water from the same rock. <laughs> well, the last, because you remember when the, the allegations first started when Michael Jackson was alive, he was paying people off. And then it got to a point where he was like, you know what, I'm tired. Tired of paying Not going to do this no more. Let's go to court. Let's do it. You know, because, yeah, I'm giving y'all free money. That's true. <laughs> you know, I didn't do nothing. I'm just giving you money so y'all could get out my face, leave me alone so I can live my life. Yeah. You know, and I think, and then after a while, it was like, no, forget it. I'm not doing that no more either. I'm about to shut it all. <laughs> I'm shutting down this Brink Jackson. <laughs> so, True. You know, so I mean, and I, and I wouldn't. I'm not. Some people would be like, oh, people are against it because it's Michael Jackson, the king of pop. I don't care if you're the king of the world. If you are molesting babies and children, you should be brought down. Period. But you have to be able to prove this information. You can't just go out saying, well, I was touched by Donald Trump and I was touched by um, Bill Cosby and I was touched by, you know, all these different men. Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein. And I'm not saying that any of these people are innocent and I'm not saying any of these people are guilty. But what I'm saying is that have some real valid proof. Well, <laughs> but then you gotta do or say it when it happens. That's true. I, I for Oprah, because I, I understand the power of money can influence a lot of things. So right. I get that. So I'm, I'm, but I will say that in in a old I think 80s or 90s interview with Barbara Walters. Because I look, I research. Uh, I also noticed that even Barbara Walters pointed out to Oprah that you're a little bit more harder on black people than you are on white people. Like, you give them the soft pitch, 
and then you give black people like a motherfucking rocket launcher. <laughs> and, and, and 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 it's it's funny because even up until today, it's like, damn, I I don't understand what the situation is. I don't understand why Oprah is so the way she is. The way she the reason why she is the way she is because Oprah was actually molested as a child. So I think that I think that but that she, weighs in a lot. I mean, but right, we need you that. need help. Yeah. You need to resolve and, those issues that you have against your own people. Right. You know, so that you can make a healthy relationship with your, your people. Your people, right. You know, because... Uh, I because don't, just because you make an orphanages, a orphanage in Africa don't mean you're relating to the people that are African-American. Let's, let's keep it 1,000. Like, you're, you're, the things that you're doing, it seems like it's positive for abroad. Right. It's not positive for us here, standing here, buying your books and watching your shows and getting your free cars and all that bullshit like that. It's like it's <laughs> not like let's keep it real. I I think that Oprah needs like a black man. She does. She has Stedman. Uh huh. What other They've news? been together what for other news you got, a long time. What other news you got? Let's keep it moving. Well, I don't have any. That's all I have for trending topics, but I do have my um, female. The Women Hour of Empowerment. Let's go. <laughs> Tell, talk to these. So it's talk to these broads. It's actually really brief. It's something actually I've been talking about all weekend. Strangely enough, it's about bras. <laughs> I know. You didn't see that coming, did you? No. Conversation on Facebook. Um, I, I am in this group called, what's it called? Oh, Fat Chicks Travel. I love this group. If you are a big girl and you like to travel, this group is really, I like the factor that uh, everyone gets behind people and just cheers the crap out of them. You could do it, you could do it, you could do it. And you see um, big girls going to Tokyo, to um, even within the country to Arizona, and you know climbing the, the um, climb, doing rock climbing and all this other stuff. Like you really, but the reason why I say it's about bras is because one of the um, ladies on the segment was like, "Anyone know of any good?" strapless bras now this particular bra i say i've been singing its praises for a couple of years now and then saturday night we started talking about bras and i was talking to um another heavy chested um sister about this Big busted broad <laughs> about this particular bra i'm telling you ladies if you need a strapless bra you need to go to ashley stewart and you need to get the strapless butterfly bra it is the only bra you will need for your titties, for your the dress that you're trying to wear or the shirt that you're trying to wear that you don't want to have any straps on. It does come with straps you can put on it if you need it. You can also have the straps where you can just put it where it's just covering one shoulder. I mean, you can adjust it to any way that you want, but I have found this bra to be very supportive, supportive of my, of my, um, my girls. Uh-huh. Has never let me down. So let's 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 what what bra? I mean, what's your titty size, Janae Matilda? I'm not giving you that information. It's not important. Hold on, wait. Time out. <laughs> I'm about to, uh, watch me watch me put this together. Like only June Dre Fleece would. All right, so I'll peep this. 
How are you telling people about big my? You know what? Here we go. Go just say my it. My bra size. Just say. You don't have to know because you can tell from looking at my photos on my Facebook page that I got a big chest. But since June Drapey's wants to be in my business, I will share it. My size is a 42 triple D. Now what? Any more information you need? Now let me, could I finish my little spiel on it? <laughs> oh my goodness. Gosh, okay. you need another co-host. So, I'm tired of being badgered and bruised. So, so, <laughs> so, peep this. This is for the dudes out there. Shock your chicks, especially if they got big chests. <laughs> Say, yo, you know what I'm saying? Ashley Stewart. <laughs> I heard Ashley Stewart got, got the bomb strapless bra. It's called yeah. the butterfly the, the, bra. Didn't Jill Scott, and on some real shit, didn't Jill she Scott. She initially started the, promoting um, oh, was promoting the brand or something like, like that. Then she got small or something. I don't know what happened because she still got a big chest. Oh, yeah. Even when she lost weight, she still had a big chest, so. I like Raven Simone when she was big. She was pretty cool. I haven't seen Raven in a minute. Yeah. Have you? No. Oh, I haven't seen that. Was she on like the view or the range or the, the view? <laughs> she was on the view, but then she wasn't on the oh, view anymore. Okay, that's true. I don't know if she left or if she got booted or contract ended or I don't know I what happened. She spitting that drink and that other girl drank it up like that's nasty stuff. You don't remember that? I don't know. I shouldn't be watching the view. Don't mind me. <laughs> Uh, you got anything else? <laughs> no, just wanted to tell, just wanted to share my information about the uh, titties, strapless bra for my sisters who struggle with the big breasts, who can't just go out or free willy nilly. You gotta actually That's have true. something to hold the mamas up. <laughs> Y'all big girls, man, do not come out the house without a bra. Unless you, I don't know, unless I, I see something have... I do. Unless you magically have those chest that with the chest muscles that can actually make your breasts look perky, which I don't know too many them big girls do. I'm not gonna get into this conversation. I want to because you brought up bras. <laughs> but let me tell you something. Y'all chicks better know better. Like do not try to, you know, have them jingling. <laughs> Cause that's what they do. They jingle. You know, never mind. <laughs> Viva La Resistance Viva La Resistance And the phone number is If you want to call in and comment About said bras homes. Well, these factors are correlated with gentrification, they don't truly define gentrification. The term gentrification refers to processes by which higher income or higher status people relocate to or invest in low-income urban neighborhoods. 
These neighborhoods have historically been disinvested by both the public and private sector. And so as higher income people <clears throat> move to these areas, it's typically to capitalize on the low property values. In doing so, they inflate property values, displace low-income people, and fundamentally alter the culture and character of the neighborhood. Tom Slater describes gentrification, he's an urban geographer, he describes gentrification as the spatial expression of economic inequality, or the way in which inequality plays out in our neighborhoods and communities. I think another point we have to remember is that gentrification is further confounded by the legacy of racial inequality in America. The neighborhoods that are gentrifying across the country are disproportionately occupied by black and brown people. Thus, black and brown people are disproportionately being displaced. And typically, they're being displaced by the influx of white people. Viva la resistance. This is, a, this is a topic that uh, uh, Janae Matilda and I, we, we have a, uh, it's not a battle. It's not, I don't know. I guess we have different directions in how we go in this. I think if I'm not wrong, you, you're for a gentrification. Don't lie. What? Don't lie, man. Just tell them. No, I'm not for gentrification. Tell the people that if they're not down with the program, if they don't have the money to sustain, they need to get up out of here. I never said anything to that effect. I mean, as a matter of fact, I think I have fought for quite a few people to be able to remain in my neighborhood. So, no, I do not agree with gentrification. How do you not? My only. Here, here it is. No, here. Your only, go ahead. My Mom. only problem. Go ahead. Uh, is that when you, like, we have seniors in our, our neighborhood who deserve to stay here, who own their homes, who take good care of their homes. Then we have people who own homes in the neighborhood, who don't live in the neighborhood, who allow those, these homes to you know, become a blight. eyesore. Blight. Yes, blight in the neighborhood. And then it's like because they're waiting for the big bang. What's the big bang? The big, like when your home is worth, yeah. a, a home is worth a half a million or more. Okay. Then it's like, oh, let me fix my home, fix up my house. But isn't that a part of gentrification though? Yeah, that is a part. I didn't say that I'm for it. I'm saying they're waiting for the Big Bang, which makes it makes the neighborhood look uninviting. Uh -huh. So I have a problem with people holding on to homes. Yeah. I mean, even, <laughs> even if you make their home look inviting, that's not going to stop the, the, the influx of uh, big business wealthy white people like that's not that's not gonna stop them well i think what where the problem lies when me and you talk about businesses coming in i think where the problem lies is that i feel like i feel like people don't think that black people like nice things and that's where my problem is it's they they believe that all we all we want are dollar stores 
a Kroger or a food, what do they have? A food bear food. What is that? Food bear giant, whatever. <laughs> you know, all we want is I mean that's, run down places and it's like you do have to you have to look at it, the demographics and that's what we can afford. And that's the sad part. But nobody I guess the the the, the principle of it is it's not like we have let's take Atlanta. Let's take Atlanta twenty years ago in comparison to Atlanta now. Mm-hmm. Right? Where was all those businesses twenty years ago? Where was all the, 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 the oh let's dump money into Atlanta to try to get these people that's in Atlanta to be prosperous. Where was that? This but wasn't, I think it wasn't there. I think that's where, the, where, there, where there's a misconception is that years ago, these areas were booming for black people. They were booming for black people. They were, these were people who worked hard, owned their homes, people of color, had businesses in the area. 20 years ago? I think it may have been a bit longer than 20 years ago, uh, but... Sounds like it. <laughs> but years ago, this was a booming area, and I think... I, I heard that this area, because to put a, a location on it, Southwest Atlanta, mm-hmm. I didn't hear anything positive. I just didn't. I still haven't heard anything. When I talk to people that, that, that used to live in this neighborhood, they'll say, oh, because... Metropolitan was Stewart, and that's right. where the hookers were. So it's like I don't. But this is not the only part of Southwest Atlanta. No, I'm I'm just telling you <laughs> what I've heard. I mean, if you heard different, because I have yet. Well, to yeah. Hear. When I went to, um, I forgot what the name of that thing was, but it was a movie about English Avenue. Uh huh. In that area over there. And I remember them remember them talking about this area as a as back in the day being a when, a booming part. When we talk about back in the day, are we talking about when Sam Cooke was alive? We're talking about we... yeah, years, years, years ago. That's what I'm saying. I'm okay, saying so years... not 20 years ago. No, I said longer than that. Oh, I just wanted to make sure because I I want to make sure that uh, when we talk about gentrification, mm-hmm. it's hard to talk about that jump from black wall street to when it was a ghetto to now like and i think you're towards the black wall street era all right so then i I won't talk about that era let's talk about back to my point where i was saying about black people don't like nice things you have a lot of black people in this area who actually own their own homes and they like nice things they want to be able to go to shop at a supermarket where it's the um, you can go there at nighttime without um, fearing that someone's gonna jack you for your groceries, your car, your pocketbook, or whatever it may be. You they want to go to a, uh, a supermarket that's well lit and things of that nature. And they put in these areas supermarkets that are not well lit, that are they look very sketchy when you get in the parking lot there's people roaming around who look sketchy right but do you understand that with the coming of with the with the here comes the whole foods here comes the 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 uh let's see it i'll even give it a, a little bit lower than whole foods food? here comes the the publics or here comes the uh, 
a brand new mall or something like that. That comes well, that's with a, that's a misconception too. So who who actually wants? Does it have to be a Publix? Why can't it just be a nice Kroger, <laughs> a well put together Kroger with lights in the uh, parking lot that's well lit? Why can't it just be a nice Kroger? Because <laughs> you need money to. I mean, you, this is not the area in which money or gentrified areas all right if the reason why they're getting gentrified is because they didn't have the money to put that nice whatever there clearly so here comes money and that means that all the people without money gotta go and that's what's happening like it, it, the, the, no, the main reason that, the and main no, that thing is not fair but that, I think that I was a single I was a single mom once upon a time okay, okay so. and I think that even then when I was a single mom I had to pay rent and things of that nature but that didn't mean I didn't want to be in a nice area that didn't mean that I didn't I, I didn't want my house to look decent and I think that that's a miss that's you are talking about a few people compared to the majority. I really do believe that, but the majority want to live in a safe area. Want everybody to live- wants to live in a safe area. That's just a that's a mute point for society. That's not what ha- is happening though. Like the fact of the matter is, it's like you when it comes time to gentrification, it's like people are gonna get kicked out whether you own your home or not. There's there's no saving you from Walmart. There's no saving you from this uh, uh, a big company coming in and saying I'm going to buy up the block. There's no saving it. It's it's really a matter of people getting displaced. Well, it is a way of if if you decide that you're going to sell your home, what people have done in this neighborhood have made it possible for you to be educated on what you should be selling your home for. Not $10,000, dollars $50,000 when you're, they're going to turn around and sell your home for three, four, five hundred thousand. dollars $500,000. True. No. And that's for homeowners. You're right. Right. And that's for homeowners. So, I mean, it's not like people are not working to educate people on what their home is worth, um, working to try to help people stay in their homes. And that's great, but on a scale of Atlanta, that's like, oh, people are doing something. But on a scale of the United States as a whole, it's like, no, I don't think it's, I don't think it's doing anything because name a place that stopped gentrification. Name a city that reversed the process of what is going on. I, I, you could be in San Francisco, Baltimore, Detroit, New York. Clearly, I New agree. York, New York. So I don't understand, but I don't understand where our disagreement is coming in at. Because I, I personally don't think gentrification is good at all. Like whatever, whatever breaks we could kind of throw on it, I'm down with it. Throw some breaks on it, because it, it, it doesn't in, in the, in the end. The people that started here will not be the people that are going to be still here. They're right. not. They're, and, and so it's like, well, so this is displacement. Let's yeah. not consider it anything but else. But I never said that I was cool with displacement. I, listen, if you want nice things, straight up and down, if you want nice things. Because I want 
I want to be in a safe area. Yeah, because you want to be in a that, safe. See, that's what I'm talking about. That is where the that is where the problem lies. Is that people feel like, oh, because you live in a quote unquote down, downtrodden area, that you should it's not have to not be safe. A downtrodden safe. area. You're in the inner city. Gentrification happens in a particular location. And most inner city. Yeah, but you I know remember, what? Hold on. Buckhead wait. is not far from us either. Don't you, and Buckhead is safe. Buckhead is safe. Okay. I'm going to list a bunch of places, and you tell me when it was safe. Right. Oakland. When did you ever hear it was safe before gentrification? New York. When did you hear it was safe before gentrification? Baltimore. When did you hear it was safe before gentrification? Miami. When did you hear it was safe before gentrification? It's like every inner city you're going if you live in inner city let let it be known okay you're probably in a dangerous area i agree with you my point is still the same we should still be able to keep our city our cities safe it is there's not that that is the problem is that we're not we're not fighting for the safety of our neighbors we're not our seniors or anything it's just People are, oh, you got, especially now it's getting warm outside. Okay. You know these kids are going to run rampant now? I understand. I'm not saying that us as a culture doesn't need to be better to ourselves. That And that's okay, what my point that's is what, But gentrification don't have crap to do with the culture. Unfortunately, Gentr- the, only way, the only way to get things to be safe, and it's a shame that the only way to get things to be safe is through that process. Gentrification. Right. And that is the process that we have been trying to... Importing white people. That's what it is. No, I haven't been importing anybody. Uh, but <laughs> that is the point we've been trying to drive home when we talk to our council members, when we go to our NPU meetings and things of that nature, when we talk to um, our majors and stuff like that. Majors. Yes, majors. Majors of what? In the police department. Oh. <laughs> when you we know, talk to um, most our people know them. It's just the police. As our chiefs. No, when you go to NPU. Just a police officer does not show up. You have a major shows up or the chief shows up. A cop up is or... a cop is a cop is a cop. Anyway, but there's ranks to it. Whether you know it or not, there are ranks to it. But anyway, when we talk to these people, we are stressing to them that we we want to know what, what are you doing to keep our area And they're safe. asking where the fun's at. That's real. They want to know where the fun's at. Oh, you want me to help you? Okay. From what I hear... Um, Fulton County, they get paid okay. They get paid okay. That's what I heard. I and we see them regularly. Right, and that's my point. Where are they? If they're getting paid all right, because the, the where funds are, they? are not here. Guess where the funds are at, though? And where those white folks are at? Right. Because this gentrified area, and that, and it's all about money. Period. When you, no matter if your home is nice, subpar, run down, money. That's where, that's where this, this is going. That's why I'm like, you need to throw some brakes on it. We need to throw some brakes. I agree. Because it, it, it seems like we get the shitty end of the stick. We, the colored Americans, get the shitty end of the stick. 
And unfortunately, our 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 leaders are our people that are in the in the in, in the city council, our people that are state representative. Like it's almost like a well, you know what I'm saying? Because they're getting paid too. Because it's not like they're not getting paid. Because they're getting paid too. It seems to me that everyone's in cahoots. Mm-hmm. And that was that is my point. That trying to play by the rules, <laughs> people are sliding their hand in the, cook, the cookie jar, and that's all the way down from regular um, neighborhood chairpersons all the way to you know the mayor. Well, in Georgia, that is anyway. In Atlanta, that is. I mean, there's corruption everywhere. We don't know how to play by the rules without it being some type of corruption. That's what it looks like sometimes. And I'm not saying that every politician <clears throat> excuse me, in, the, in this area is like that. I would not say that because I don't know every politician. But I do know things that I've read, things that I've heard. You know, unfortunately, that is, that is the, uh, the gist of it. So what do you do to stop gentrification? Well, I think one of the best ideas that I've heard was getting some people together and buying the properties to keep them in the neighborhood. I mean, that's one of the best Real ideas. Real Yeah, best ideas I've heard. And then you have control how you, over you how know, do you reach, what happens to that particular piece of property. How do you reach people to get them to be involved in the real estate because then like to say to throw out real estate is like throwing out in order to survive you need to get an education fuck that me well i i think when you start it you're just gonna have to start with people who are a little bit more familiar with the process before you invite uh you know a crowd of people in it i mean there's too many hands in the pot balls of soup you you got to figure out how to do the process that you're trying to commit to doing as far Walmart as... Walmart got a big-ass pot. They ain't spoiling their soup. Yeah, but it's, it was only one person that started it. I just want to throw that out there. But my point is is that you start off with a small group. Uh-huh. People that, who you can teach and who, can un, who, or who already understand the process of... Not just acquiring property, but renovating and all that, all the, those things. And the way you started off is by calling in 404-594-3210. There we go. Viva la resistance. All right. This is the empowerment segment, and uh, you're still here with your name, Matilda. So, and I have I have an empowerment, and then you can take, and then you can do yours, okay? Okay. All right. Awesome. Don't wait around for other people to be happy for you. Any happiness you get, you've got to make yourself. And that's um, from Alice Walker. And I chose this quote because sometimes we are depending on other people to make us happy. And putting that weight on their shoulders is unfair to them 
when we we hold the the um answer to our happiness because they don't always know what's going to make us happy uh that sounds great that sounds great um empowerment segment that i'm bringing today is the um i recommend this book the book of rental property investments or investing it's by brandon turner i've just really started in this book i and when i'm finished with it i'll be sure to give an update but it really just goes through the uh pros and cons of investing in real estate because real estate is the future they're not making any more land so you might as well go ahead and buy some and you know uh be a part of or get a part a piece of this american pie or this dream that they're they're shoveling uh or their fake news selling to us but um it's one thing that's actually constant I notice us especially as black people we do not think about the long term game or the long haul like we don't think about the people that we're going to be with we don't think about you know what I'm saying the, the things that we're going to do we don't think about the uh, the future that we're trying to make it's it's really sad because you, you fall into this rut and then you realize where in the world has your life gone or where's the direction that your life is going and uh, i guess to uh janae until this point you can't really look for anybody else for happiness because truthfully they'll let you down they'll let you down more than anything else and it's weighed on them and it's really weighed on you because you expected that person to uh help you get happy and that's that's never going to be the case there will never be anyone that's going to make you happy so uh the best way to do it is real estate and land is going to make you happy because it's going to give you finances it's going to give you funds like and truthfully never let any person come between you and your money because the money with money comes unfortunately happiness people say you can't buy happiness but you really can you can buy happiness. You can get out of whatever situation you are in with money. And even when you're in the uh, epitome of uh, your deepest and darkest problems, nine times out of ten as black people, what we, what we always say is, if I only had this, if I only had that, if I only had, you know, did this. And that if I only comes with a financial you know pursue unless you have like it's a health issue which you can't really account for but um it, or family can't really account for that either but even truth the money can certainly ease the pain of a lot of stuff so do it think about it very hard in investing and not just investing get you getting your credit better you're doing all the things that you can in your financial life don't worry about the shoes don't worry about the jewelry don't worry about the car don't worry about none of that telling you real estate take it from john d rockefeller carnegie donald trump all these other people like yo money everything else is just along the wayside life is just uh a big grace to get to happiness and one in my opinion best way to get there get some cash so um 
What, what say you, Janae Matilda? I mean, they're not gonna buy. They're not gonna build more land. You might as well go out there and get some, and build generational wealth for you and your family, or for yourself, or for yourself. I mean, well, you're not gonna live forever, but that's true. But that's still, I said you you build generational. Well, I mean, just in case you don't have any children. Get get some get some land. Get some land. Make them have to divvy it up and start from scratch. Get some fucking land and go for broke. Cause uh, you know, we all need that. Well, it's that time. Uh, we um, those uh lovely ladies calling us home, aren't they? Yes, they are. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I can appreciate the name Matilda for uh, once again sitting in on the ongoing resistance. My pleasure. And, uh, you know, everybody go out and read a book. Read a book. Read. This is the ongoing resistance. 404 did I not raise you for better? How many times have I told you you have to be what? You have to be what? Twice. What? Twice as good. Twice as good as them to get half what they have. And before I